Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Everybody's happy because Chris is here. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday. Are we both sing-songy? Um, probably. Sure. Yeah, probably. Anyway, Chris is here. It is a Thursday. We are getting this done, and I am excited about it. It was a big week. It was an incredibly big week. It was a big week because Tools for the Trenches came out. That's it's pretty it. much it. We had a big storm. Big, big storm. Big, big storm. Big, huge storm. And you're one who's always like, eh, wasn't that bad. This one was pretty yeah, bad. Pretty windy. There's a lot of trees down here. A lot of trees. Like, a lot, a lot of trees. Our, our property made it out okay. We lost we a lost willow. We lost a few. We willow lost some lilacs. Some branches, yeah. Yeah. I got to go out and take a picture of the willow later because that's a big tree. Yeah. Big tree came down. We lost power for about a day. But it came back, and a lot of people are still without power, so we are very fortunate. Yep. Yeah. If you call and complain enough, they get to you last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, we live near a base, and I think that's why. We're on a main road, too. We're on a main road, but we also live by the military base. Which has its own power source. All right, fine. Whatever. That's what <laughs> I tell myself. So the big news is the Tools for the Trenches came out on Tuesday. You guys, <sighs> thank you, because in the first part of the first day, we hit number one in three different categories, which is pretty awesome. I'm yeah. Very, very, came very right ex- up as bestseller. Huh? It was already showing as bestseller. I know, on, I know, because that's all like algorithm based. It automatically populates based on sales. So it was like a really great first day, and I hope that the momentum continues because I really, I really, really believe that this book is going to help a lot of people. Yeah. So if you have not checked it out, go do so. Tools for the trenches. Um, a lot of questions about the Audible. It's kind of available now. Just on Wednesday night, it started showing for some people, but not others. So I'm not quite sure what that is about, but it'll be available for everybody soon. If you're curious, go check it out, see if the Audible is there. I did narrate the Audible version. That gets a lot of questions. Um, So yeah, that's that. Tools for the Trenches, available now. Super excited. Lots of questions about the book. But before we get there, we're going to give away two things today. Wow. Yeah, you're you're impressed, aren't you? I impress you a lot. It's very impressive. We're going to give away a signed copy. Of Tools for the Trenches. Hopefully it's a signed copy of the Audible Audible book because that'll make it a lot easier to ship. <laughs> signed copy of the paperback because that's all I have. I don't have any hardcovers yet. Um, and also GBX Protein, my favorite, favorite, oh. favorite protein. Are we doing the limited edition flavor? You can choose. You can choose if you want no, vanilla, let, no, chocolate, or... Choose. You choose right now. No. Vanilla, chocolate, or the caramel, salted, salted caramel. caramel. Salted caramel. You choose. The winner chooses. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Bunch of questions about... 
the January group that I announced. Listen to the last two Saturday podcast episodes because I go into it in a lot of detail, but well, a reasonable amount of detail. We are launching something new in January for people who have trouble implementing consistently. Like you have lots of ideas, there's lots of goals, but you let yourself off the hook a lot. So this January group is going to be all based around my third book, which won't be out till probably 2023. And because that's all about action taking, we are going to hold each other accountable. We are going to change together. It is not going to be about learning, but you are going to get chapter by chapter my new book, which won't be out for over a year, probably about a year and a half. So yeah, I'll put the wait list in the show description, but listen to the last two Saturday shows because not only were they great shows, but I talk about that in a little more detail than I'm going to do today just because I want to get this done before the baby wakes up. It's nap time. It is. So, um, oh, gee, perk up, buttercup. Question number one. Question number one. I would love to hear your process for getting ideas out of your head and onto the screen or paper. In writing, okay. It feels a bit like herding cats to me. <laughs> what are some of your best practices for organizing and outlining? Isn't that what people refer to as getting your dad out of the house? Yeah. You're, my you're mother her- and I both refer to getting my father out of the house like herding cats. It's an impossible thing to do. <laughs> so most of the questions today came around the topic of books because Tools for the Trenches came out on Tuesday. Um, so my process for getting ideas out of my head and onto paper and the fact that it feels like herding cats, it should be... In my opinion, everybody's different, but for me, it should feel super disorganized at first. I never limit myself with an outline first. I start with an idea dump. And honestly, that idea dump does not happen in like one setting. It does not happen in a day. I'm usually dumping ideas into one document for like, I don't know, six to eight months, personally. Now, somebody asks later about a children's book. It probably wouldn't take that long with a children's book, but I'm collectively putting ideas together and they're not all going to make it into the book. They're not, maybe even, not even half of them will make it into the book, but it allows me to feel like when I start, there's a good solid base of material and ideas that get me excited. And then from there, I look at like, okay, what are, um, what are some themes here? Is there something that can organize many of these ideas or most of these ideas or some of the ideas I love the most? Because like I might do a podcast that I really, really love the topic and I get super excited about, but that doesn't mean that it's a book, but it could be a part of a book. Mm. So I might just make a a note. A lot of the things that I think are going to go in a book, I don't do podcasts on, but sometimes I do, but I keep that running list and then a theme tends to organize. Or in the chase of, in the case of Tools for the Trenches, it's the only theme is that they're tools and practices and perspectives for hard times, but it's not like a story that goes from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. So it should feel disorganized at first. Then once I have all my ideas down, I start to go, which of these belong together? Which of these could go in a group? Is there an obvious subject or title that's jumping out at me? And then I'll go to the step of something like an outline. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to write a book? Nope. Okay. Actually, you're a liar. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Do you have a, do you have a book? <laughs> speci- oh, sorry. I'm skipping a question. I always wanted to publish a children's book, but never knew where to start. I mean, I think the first idea, the first thing is getting ideas down on paper. Got to write it before you can publish it, no matter what. 
Yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people, I don't believe in this. I never know where to start. I don't care if you start with the pictures or you start with the title or you start with the ideas like I do, or you start with getting an agent or you start with a book proposal. Just start. You can get to the end point from any starting point. So this I need this notion of like I don't know where to start means I feel like there's a right place and a wrong place and because I don't know what the right place is I'm not going to start. There is no right place, there is no wrong place. I'm telling you that for me I start with a collection of ideas, but if you want to start by talking to an agent or cold calling publishers or writing the entire thing or coming up with the title, it doesn't matter where to start. Just go. And I think you chose a great place to start because I think most kids books are crap so all you have to be is less than is a little bit better than crap and I think you'll be all right you can tell we've been reading <laughs> There's a, a lot really of... low bar so good for you we've been reading a lot of kids books and even kids books that I loved as a kid I read them crap. now and I'm like this is the this is no story this is garbage so yeah don't get caught up in this notion there's a right place and a wrong place to start because there's right. not just start and good luck yeah seriously Do you have any books specifically on disordered eating? No. However, in Chasing Cupcakes, I tell a lot about my own disordered eating patterns and how I changed them. So no, I don't have a book on disordered eating because I'm not a specialist in, you know, eating disorders or anything like that. But Chasing Cupcakes could be a really great tool. Nice. Good plug. It's just the honest answer. It's a great answer. What does Chris think of the book? Chris is very impressed in the fact that Elizabeth was able to write such a book in such a difficult time, and she managed to get all of the auto recording done in two days. Less than two days. Day and a half. With a baby. With a baby. What does Chris think of the book? That's what Chris thinks of the book. <laughs> okay. Has Chris read the book? Chris has not read the book. <laughs> okay. And fair, this is going to get a lot of questions. You know why? For those of you who are Real Housewives fans. Stupid show. Do better, people. For those of you who are Housewives fans, there was this whole big hubbub about how one of the characters wrote a book and said on TV that her husband hadn't read it, and everyone went nuts. Like, whose husband wouldn't read their book? Like, that's ridiculous. I'm raising my hand, folks. (laughs) Can you, like, just because people are going to be like, oh, what? Not all people, but a lot of people will be really surprised. Because here's the thing. If you wrote a book, I would be the first one to want to read it. Like, that would be really exciting to me. Uh, Not if it was sci-fi. I legit, I swear you, on my life, I would want to read it. Huh? No, I would want to. I, guys, you guys know, I, well, you maybe don't know. Chris knows. I hate sci-fi. Hates but legit, it. if you wrote a sci-fi book, I would be so curious and so excited mm. that I would absolutely read it. I am very, very, very proud of Elizabeth's book. <laughs> and She's clearly written a statement. <laughs> the, her ability to get it written <laughs> in such a difficult time hey, of our lives. Just be real. That is real. Why have you not read it? I don't need to have a lot of stuff brought up. Uh, okay, so it's about Dagny. In, in remembrance of Dagny. I think about enough. I don't need to have Fair more enough. of it um, thrown at me. And I know that's not the entirety of the book, but just enough to have me Because it's very hold, personal hold to now. you. Hold, um, hold off for now. But actually, I, I actually want you t- to weigh in on this next question. I will. I'm worried the book might be too distressing to read. That's what some, It's not even a question, but somebody messaged me um, and said that. You're never going to know until you read it. Well, and here's the deal. The first, the the prologue or whatever it's called, is is relaying the story of Dagny's life and Dagny's death. But the rest of the book isn't. Right. So, like, I'm never going to try and talk somebody into no, reading not. it that doesn't want to read it. Um, but I also wonder about people 
And this is from the perspective of somebody who lost a child, right? I might not have felt this way two years ago. I wonder about people who are like, oh, I had to unfollow you after your daughter died because it was too hard for me to see. Like, are you just the least empathetic person in the world? Because what do you do? Just go through life? I don't want to read this book because it might be too hard. Like, I think I'd be most empathetic. Like, it, it hurt them so much to read about Fair enough. Pain. Fair enough. But, like, how kind is it to... Say that to somebody. Uh, people people do a lot of things for selfish reasons, and I think I think one preserving one's feelings and one's Fair emotions enough. is not a bad thing. I I wouldn't take it as a slight, but no, I don't think it's a bad thing. But I do wonder about those people. Yeah. Like, well, what if it was your best friend? What if it was your sister? Would it be too hard for you then? Because I bet it would be even harder. You know maybe. what I mean? Maybe. But I mean, everyone's different. Yeah, I mean, like if they're, you, not, they're if, not saying, "Oh, you're, you're crap now because you lost no. your daughter." They're saying, I, "This is difficult for me, so I can't listen anymore." No, no, I understand that a hundred percent. I just wonder about those people. Like, I want to know I more hope about. Come back if you hear this. Chris says, "Come back." No, please don't. If you left, then you're good. Stay away. Come back. No. It's good. Or, or, Go follow or, Chris. Or come back. Don't. No. Don't, don't listen no. To and the honest answer about the book is there are parts that are emotional, but I'm saying that as Dagny's mom. Right. So, I mean, as I don't someone know. who doesn't know anyone from a hole in the wall, you might be okay. You might. Just and be it's like, only oh, the preface that tells the story. The rest of it is really a book about tools for 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 you to use. Like, it's not a sad. Again, it's not a sad book about death and dying at all. That's what prompted me to write it. Right. But that's not what it's about. Fun fact, if you go on Amazon and you start searching for tools for trenches. Tools for the trenches, thank you. Can you get the title Tools right? for the trenches. It doesn't matter what you search in that regard. There are two things that pop right up. Shovels and Elizabeth's book. So, <laughs> boom. He's impressed that it's like <laughs> auto-populating on Amazon. All right. What's the next question? All right. With writing a book, where do you start? Where do the ideas come from? For me, the ideas come from life, right? I mean, when it comes to chasing cupcakes, it was very much prompted by a lifelong struggle with food and my weight and self-image and discipline and all of those things. Um, and so the strategies that I used and that then I subsequently worked with my clients on became the topic of the book. For Tools for the Trenches, same thing. It was my life circumstances and the tools and the strategies and the perspectives that I used day to day life. That's why, that is why do big things like for yourself, whether you decide you are going to, um, you know, climb Mount Kilimanjaro or you're going to start a business or you're going to venture into network marketing, despite, you know, always thinking it would never work for you, or you're going to um, renovate your house yourself and learn to DIY, like bring experiences into your life because that gives you the content. Like, do you know, I could probably, I'm saying this to Chris, but like I could probably write a book just from lessons learned in the renovations of my tiny house, oh my the gosh. office, right? Like it'd be a sad the, book. <laughs> no, no, it would be, it'd be a tragedy. <laughs> could, be, could be, but like legit, the lessons learned, yeah. like a uh, uh, a burned consumer's guide to not getting screwed in renovating a home. Like Tra trademark. <laughs> I mean, yeah. copyright. Boom! You guys are all in trouble. You're already here. Uh, what is today? October thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Um, you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. those kind of experiences give you content. 
or somebody who raises bees and they never had an interest in bees, but all of a sudden they said, you know, I hear bees are good for the environment. I'm going to learn everything there is to know about beekeeping. A year later, you've got a book. Yeah. So and document what you're learning and then you really you can write a book right absolutely. off. Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be like a, a nonfiction. You could have a, a fiction story based on your own experiences about the trusting woman who got screwed time and time again. Yeah. <laughs> After, no, I'm just saying this that's my life. Um in renovation. But uh yeah, I just do Let's things have like the next contractor take us out to dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, just do more things like whether, you know, I would love for you to consider joining the group in January because that's all about taking action and getting out of fear. And those are the kinds of things that open you up to new experiences that are worth writing something about. Yeah. What does that guy Tony Robbins say? Take massive action. <laughs> that guy, Tony Robbins. <laughs> that guy. You might not have heard of him. That guy, Tony Robbins. Okay. He's, he's a giant. That's where the ideas come from. And then from there, I just write down the ideas and that's step one. Did you use any special software or apps like Scrivener? Scrivener. Okay. Doesn't look like that. <laughs> um, well, while working on your book. No, I'm a really simple girl. I used a Google Doc and I would and I use paper. Like that's it. I, I did my writing in a Google Doc. If I think of things, I write them down in a notes app. Um, but I use Google Docs. I'm I'm not a fancy person. And then I I think one of your big things was use especially for the first book. You you're like I have to write for two hours. I don't care what it is. Or maybe it was one hour. Yeah. But you just now sat it's down. 20 you, minutes. Just, you just typed. Yeah. Now it's twenty minutes a day, and I write for twenty minutes a day. It doesn't have to be a good twenty minutes. It's just ideas. It's just content. Yeah. And now it's twenty minutes. Funny how things change. And you have five. And I, didn't you have an app for that? There was an app or a program that you used that would. Oh, in Chasing Cupcakes, I did. Yeah. But not for this one. Um, for Chasing Cupcakes, I forget what it was called. But but basically, I didn't use it for this book just because, you know, it was a different phase of life. Um, didn't it lock up everything stop, else? It deleted everything if you stopped typing ah, for more than 20 seconds. There you yeah. go. Yeah. But I don't know what it's called. And you set a timer for how long it's supposed to yeah. hold that setting. Yeah. There you go. Any insider tips now that you've been through the process twice? Hmm. No, I don't think so. You can't get through it twice without getting through it once? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think actually, yeah, that's the big thing. Screw perfectionism. Is Tools for the Trenches perfect? No. If I waited until I felt like it was perfect to publish It'd it. It would never be published. It would never be published. No. Is Chasing Cupcakes perfect? No. But do you know that thousands and thousands of people love Chasing Cupcakes? Like, I, I have never, you guys know, I don't believe in perfectionism. The people who get held up by perfectionism just don't understand what that means. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as perfect, and nothing has to be perfect to be great. Like, you can have an amazing book that is far from perfect. Paralysis and by analysis. I just stop letting it, you know, and I was talking to somebody today, actually, who has written several books. We won't say her name, but you know who it is. Um, and she's, I do? Yeah, I had a call with her earlier today. You earlier know. today? Yeah, you can't gonna, say her name? No, because I don't want to... She's written several books. And Good for her. she has not published them. Oh, well, that's probably why I wasn't aware. She, Yeah, she hasn't published I'd them. I've read her books. She hasn't published... Thanks. <laughs> wow. Wow. She, <laughs> bang, bang, shots fired. <laughs> she, he's the only one who's amused by this. Uh, I have like a friendly, shocked chuckle. Um, 
she's written several books, but she hasn't put them out there because of fear of what people will think, people in her family, people in her circle. And, I, and she asked me, you know, if I struggled with that. The answer is absolutely. Like, there are things that uh, I knew in Chasing Cupcakes would be hard for my mom to read. Oh, yeah. And hard for anybody who knew my mom to read. Um, in Tools for the Trenches, I know for sure that some of my family is going to be uncomfortable. They're going to feel a little wounded. Yeah, but here's the thing. Let's just shoot straight. I adore my family. Yeah. And there's people in my family that kind of suck. Yep. And and the people I adore know that they're the people I adore and they're not the people that I think suck. Like and, that's just And the people that suck, I'm sure no suck. For sure. I'm sure. Well, and but here's the you're thing. Listening, so but here's you know the thing. Who you are. Even the people in my family who I adore. I felt hurt by them when yeah. Dagny died and they know. Of course. And it's not because they don't love me and it's, it's not, not because, because you don't love them. And it's not because they didn't love Dagny. The world was in a very strange place and that screwed up a lot of circumstances and it just so happened that in my life my daughter had just died. Right. So I was hurt by things and I say that in the book. And I understand that that might hurt people but like they know. They already know. I didn't say anything in there that everybody doesn't already know. Right. You know? Um and what I said to my friend this morning, I have to remove myself from the center of the story. If I'm at the center of the story, people could be mad at me. People could be offended by what I did. Um, people might not like the book, and that might hurt my feelings. It's, yeah. If I have ego at the center of the story, I'm not going to put it out. But if I put other people who are going through a hard time at the center of the story, it's a no-brainer. Mm. That can help somebody. So without me and my ego at the center of the story... It's a no-brainer. So remove yourself and your standard of this fake perfectionism that's a standard you invented. Put your reader at the center of the story and not the story as in the book you write, but whether or not you put it out into the world. Yeah, and also use a pseudonym. No. <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep going with this. You're going to get the baby. I'd love to hear about the publishing process and if you did anything different from when you were publishing Chasing Cupcakes. Absolutely, I will go into that. Will you take this? And put your your headset down gently. Now it's probably gonna like fall on the floor and bang and clang and bang boom. All right, Chris is leaving. Onward. Will you close that door for me, honey? Without um, even a goodbye. Without even a goodbye. So the publishing process, and if I did anything differently from when I was publishing Chasing Cupcakes, I pretty much did it the same way with Chasing Cupcakes and with Tools for the Trenches. And let me just say, there's a million different ways to publish a book, and I don't think any one way is right or any one way is wrong. Um, it just depends on your priorities. And so in what I will call a traditional book deal, you would get a publisher and an agent, and they would give you an advance. And then when the book went live, they would basically take all of the sales, the money, until your advance was paid back. For writers who need the money to like, let's just say I wanted to take a year off to write a book and I didn't have money coming in from other things. An advance would make a lot of sense for me because that would basically give me the opportunity to not work while I write the book. Other times, if you're like a really, really huge name, um, the advance is a, is a meaningful amount of money. The choice that I made was, I don't need the money up front and I don't want to share the money when the book launches. Like I already have to share it, share it with Amazon and Audible and all, you know, Kindle and whatnot. But aside from that, I didn't want a piece of the pie 
short-term or in perpetuity going to a traditional publishing house. So I decided to work with companies where basically you pay them a set fee for things like editing, layout, cover design, and then all of the back-end administrative stuff, of registering it, copywriting it, you know, getting it on all the platforms, things like that. I did that with Chasing Cupcakes. I did that again here. Um, and then more or less, you, you publish it in your own name. Uh, so nobody had any control over any of the copy. Nobody had any control over the cover should look like this or like that or the title should be like this or like that. I wanted to maintain control. Who knows? Maybe in future books, I would take a different approach. Right now for my third book, I'm planning to do it the same way that I did the first two because it's just worked very, very well for me. Um, but there's a million ways to do that. So the process for me goes, you know, I spend time writing down these ideas. And then once I feel like there's a lot of them, um, I'll go through them and say, like, which are my favorite? Uh, do I have a sense of like the theme, the idea, the major premise for the book? Um, and then I start to outline. And with the outline, that is very much a living, breathing document. It changes over time. It's not like this is the outline on day one and it's, no, it changes constantly. And my rule is shitty first draft. So it, it, even, even before my outline is kind of where I'd love for it to be, um, I'll take those ideas that I came up with and I'll just like free write, brain dump all of my thoughts around them, stories, yada, yada, yada. I'm not trying to make it good. I'm not trying to make it flow. I'm just getting all the ideas down there. So then it kind of chips away from there. Once I have a final, 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 final manuscript, which is many, many drafts, probably for me like 30 or more drafts of the book, then I send it to my editor who again, like pay up front. They give you a certain number of edits. Um, they do one content edit, like this seems unclear. I don't think this concept is necessary, that sort of thing. I still have final say. Now that's because of the way I did my deal. There are a lot of book deals where you don't have final say over the content, but I, at this point, I'm not interested in that. Then you get to make any of the edits or not make any of the edits go back through again, send it to the editor. They do a final grammar, punctuation, all of that stuff, edit. And then it goes to layout. And after layout, it's what they call locked, meaning no further changes. At that point, I record the audiobook. Uh, meanwhile, cover design and all of that thing stuff is happening. I think I got maybe 10 or 12 iterations of this cover to choose from. And of course you can say, I want this to change. I want this to change. Um, and then that's basically it. Cause I hand off all the process for like uploading the files and printing and ISBN and all that kind of stuff. Somebody else said, I'm interested in the step-by-step -step publishing a book and all that it entails. It really depends on how you do it. Right. Cause if I were going for a more traditional thing, then the first step after ideas and getting a real clear idea of what the book was about is writing a book proposal. And then the book proposal goes to your agent, they shop it around, um, and then before you get a deal, they might, people who are considering offering you a, 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 a deal might say, 
well, we think it should be more about this, or we think that the cover needs to say this, this, and this. And that's just an amount of control that I haven't been willing to give up at this time in my life. But if you have a traditional book deal, then the advance gets given out to you in like small pieces. So when we get the first three chapters, you get this much. And then when we get the next two chapters, you get this much. And then when we get the full first draft, you get this much. Um, but the advanced thing is not something I wanted to do because it just sucks like when the book is then sold that you've got to give, for me, from my perspective, it certainly doesn't suck for a lot of people. But like your book launches and you don't get hardly anything, if anything, probably not anything for a long time. I know big name authors and it would surprise the heck out of you to hear that a year and a half later, they still haven't paid back their advance. And again, that comes out of book sales. So I feel like for me as an author, that's kind of disheartening. It also kind of depends on why you're writing a book. So there's two primary reasons that I am writing a book. Number one is I think it's a great way to help people. Like I feel that the book medium is a great thing because it can sit on somebody's shelf and they can pull it out later and they can make notes in it and they can share it with a friend. But the second thing is it ends up after it's out being a stream of passive income. So I know that, you know, if I fall off a cliff tomorrow and I can't work for six months, I'm going to get checks from Chasing Cupcakes and from Tools for the Trenches every month. If I have to pay back some big advance, that's not happening for a long time. And then you have to wonder, like, okay, by the time the advance is paid off and you're not, uh, you know, a world-famous author, have your book sales kind of trickled to the point, you know what I mean? Like those are the kinds of things you have to consider. Uh, this is the last question. I know there are self-published or publisher routes. However, I don't know anything beyond that. I've Googled and downloaded a couple free Kindle books, but beyond having an editor and a designer for a cover, a cover that's all I retain. Uh, any information is greatly appreciated. I wouldn't stress too much about any of that until you have a manuscript that you love, unless you want to go get a book deal. And in that case, I wouldn't worry about any of it because just put together a killer book proposal and then either before or after the book proposal, get an agent who's going to shop it around for you and then they'll handle all of that stuff for you. I still don't know all the ins and the outs. And I share that with you just to say, you don't have to. You don't have to know, I need to do this and then this and then this and then this and then this because there's a million people who, who do those kinds of things for a little bit of money and for a lot of money or for no money if you have an agent and a book deal. So that's the scoop. I think a lot of people don't necessarily know that the advance is something you have to pay back. All right, let's get to our winner. Our winner today is for the signed copy of Tools for the Trenches as well as your pick, GBX protein flavor, either chocolate, vanilla, or salted caramel, my favorite, favorite, favorite protein and the only protein powder on the market that is formulated to feed your healthy bacteria, build up your microbiome. Um, so that's a pretty cool thing. The winner is at authentically.amandacrista. At authentically.amandacrista. If that is your Instagram handle, email me, Elizabeth, at primalpotential.com. Tell me you were the winner for 928. Send your full mailing address. And if you want vanilla, chocolate, or salted caramel protein, and I will get both out to you ASAP. You've got 60 days from the date this airs to claim your prize or we will drink your protein and I'll give your book away to somebody else. 
Don't forget, January. January, I am working with an exclusive group of people starting the first week of January, and it is going to be a mastermind just for taking action, holding each other accountable, taking massive action, feeling the excuses, living through them, and making progress anyway. We're going to be working through, in real time, my third book, which won't be available for probably a year and a half or so, sometime in 2023. So get on the wait list. I'll put it in the show description. Thanks so much for your support of Tools for the Trenches. If you don't have your copy, get it now. Check to see if your Audible is available. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.